Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark and a rather dapper-looking Max O'Brien. It's day 1,562 since we came back on the air. Max, I'm assuming your new look means you paid a visit to our most recent resident in Amoria yesterday. Yes, and I can't tell you what an amazing experience it was. Listeners, if you haven't heard the news by now, there is a barber over at the dorms now. I don't know how long he's staying, but the man is a wizard with a razor. I'll say, you actually look halfway decent for a change. Thanks, I think. I hadn't let my hair and beard go completely, but the scissors we have here aren't exactly made for cutting hair, and we haven't had a sharp safety razor for quite some time. So I was starting to be a little shaggier than I'd like. Not to mention the fact that none of us are exactly stylists. It does pay to have someone who knows what they're doing with stuff like this. I'm going over there this afternoon. I talked to him yesterday. His name is Samuel. And he said he mostly works on men's hair, but he said he'd be glad to do what he could for me. I've been looking a little unkempt myself lately. The zombie apocalypse isn't exactly a great time to be looking your best. True. But this shave and a haircut was so much more than that for me. I came out of there feeling lighter. Physically lighter, even though the hair itself couldn't have weighed all that much. Oh, I hope he sticks around. I hope he does, too. Barbers have been hugely important throughout history. Not just because of their ability to cut hair, but because barber shops became common gathering places where people could exchange information and have conversations with each other. Well, that just makes sense. I mean, it's something that almost everybody has to deal with one way or another. The hair just grows. And keeps growing. You have to do something about it. Didn't barbers also perform other services at one time? Oh, yes. For a while, barbers did it all. They did surgery, bloodletting and leeches, tooth extractions, neck manipulations, and several other things. I guess being good with cutting implements lends itself to a wide variety of skills and uses. It's too bad he doesn't have his own barber pole. That would really add to the experience, I think. Hey, that's a great idea. Maybe if I pay William to make him a barber pole, then Samuel would be more likely to stick around here at Amoria. Could be worth a try. Are you going to go for the traditional red, white, and blue barber pole? Sure, why not? I heard that those were symbolic somehow. Yes, the red and the white represent blood and bandages, and the blue represents veins. It was developed during a time when barbers were doing medical procedures. That still amazes me that people could theoretically pop over to the local barber shop for a shave or surgery. Like Max said, skill with a sharp implement has its uses. And back then, people didn't know as much about medical procedures as we do today. To do proper medical procedures like surgery requires skill and knowledge. But back then, all you needed was skill. Hey, maybe we can even attract some singers. Oh, I'd love a good old barbershop quartet. Oh, yes, that would be amazing. Uh, Listeners, has anybody heard of anybody singing barbershop music out there? I just love those harmonies. Who knew that the addition of just one skilled individual could make everyone around here so happy? Hey, let me tell you, I haven't felt this clean in years. And that razor was sharp. He had a straight razor, which he can easily sharpen. I wouldn't dare try to use one of those on myself. I'd cut my neck. And then you'd be like Sweeney Todd. Who? The demon barber of Fleet Street? Nothing? You have 
No idea what I'm talking about, either of you? The name rings a bell? Wasn't it a play of some kind? It was a musical by Stephen Sondheim and Hugh Wheeler. A wonderful story of murder and revenge, and I can't believe neither of you knew that. Mm, what's it about? It's too long to get into on the air at this point, so I'll tell you later. But suffice to say that I hope Samuel doesn't have a mysterious past, and if anybody tries to open a meat pie shop at Amaria, I'm going to have questions. Okay. Sounds intense to me, but you're right. We're out of time for today. Um, listeners, stop by Samuel's shop and get a shave or a haircut or both, and be sure to tip him well. He really knows his stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien, Dr. Rosalind Clark, and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.